Unite Wedding Photographers and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite episode number 93. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi. In good company with the mythical legend himself, Mr. Neil Urban. Hello, great to be here. Also joined by the chatty Kathy of the Hudson Valley, Mr. Jimmy Ferrara. Get with this. I'm with it, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm with it. Um, you said now those, I have a couple thoughts on this, but you said that you did your homework just before we hit the record button, um, yes. for potential nicknames Correct. for me. Now the thing, you know, I was actually thinking about this afterwards. I think the reason that it would like, I gave you guys nicknames, but you guys never really asked for that. I just did that. Right. Right. <laughs> and it's like, I'm not going to nickname myself. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but you probably thought about it, didn't you? No. No, because I've never had. I mean, I've had nicknames, I guess, but like you know, I never. So what do you got? What did you What did you brew up over there? All right, I got this. Here's what I got. I it's based on the fact that I know you can be a little uh, trigger happy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. So I got this. I got the uh, your click coach Andy, uh, the shepherd of shutter, the tyrant of trigger, and the commissioner of clicks. Oh. So, Interesting. Uh, you can you can be like I'm your click coach, Andy. See now Shepherd I was shutter. see now I was going down because he used to be a teacher, so I was going down like the whole professor route of oh, the, professor the professor of, of, of wedding photography. Like, but I well, couldn't really find anything that flowed really really nice. Yeah, it's got to play mm, with no. the letter. It's got to the teacher of professor of clicks, you know, prof- something like that. <laughs> the teacher of triggers. No. Hmm. Yeah, so so we have to, you know, we we kind of have to brainstorm, bring well, bring those together a little well, bit. Well, let's let listeners listeners heard this part of the conversation. If you have ways to let that flow from there, uh, you guys just let it flow, and we'll see where it goes. Okay, <laughs> we can put a little poll. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, cool. We've got like a ton of stuff to talk about today. Um, so let's just kind of get to it, and we'll go uh, see what we've been up to in our business as we usually start off the show. Um, so Jimmy, what's been going on? How you doing? What's up, man? Doing good. Uh, nothing too new since last podcast. Had a couple uh, laid back weddings. Um, it's so nice at this time of year where we are in New York, where all of a sudden it was hot, hot, hot all summer, mm-hmm. brutal, muggy, and then boom, dipped like just before, <laughs> not less this past weekend, the weekend before. So wait, hold on a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna even leave this in the show because I don't edit anything, but I would rather ask this now. Uh, you guys are both recording your audio tracks and getting oh, your good microphones, crap. right? Oh, no. oh, okay. <laughs> well, well then, well then, at this point, listeners, I'm just going to let this go. Okay, you might hear the go. audio get better right now. Okay, there we go. Okay, I'm, good, good. I'm re- I'm recording now. All right, that's what I like to hear. Do you see, you see why? I but ask I'm these here. Things? I'm Do you here. See everybody. why I ask these things. All right. So, um, so listeners may, may have noticed an improvement in quality. Uh, so let's continue on from there. I just I just want to as it now while I remembered it. Go ahead. Yes. Um, so that's it. So uh, I had a, a very cool. There's a uh, there's a there's a company around here in my in Ulster County, and they have a they run a firearms place, and they had a a very Americana based wedding uh, in a backyard where a lot of American flags. 
the bride and groom both were like in kind of red, white, and blue. Not so much the bride, but the groom was bridesmaids in like red dress, blue dress, red dress. And uh, it was nice. It's very laid back. It was really cool. It was just all chill and the, the whole cake hunting thing happened. I'm like, what, are we cutting the cake? I don't know. And then before you know it, the cake's over there and people are about ready to eat it. So she's just like, uh, what, what are you going to do? So it's nice when you get a refreshing take on something that's different and laid back and, and chill. And they kind of let you do what you want to do where they're not too over your shoulder all the time about like, oh, here's the exact list of photos I want. Like bride coming down the aisle. You think, like, yeah, I, like I wouldn't shoot that. Come on. I did. Sometimes it's like people give, give the, the photographers a little bit of a benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I actually mentioned so. that right in my consults. I had one the other day and I said almost exactly what you just said. I said, you know, I'm, you know, sometimes I get, a, you know, people are think about giving me a list of like, get the reaction of the groom as I walk down the aisle. Yes, I'm going to get that. I'm wired to get <laughs> yes. that. You know, like I like I like I don't need a list telling me to do that. That's part of my job. And I actually can't even say it just like this. And I would rather they just not book if they don't like me saying it to them. You, you know, like <laughs> like like if you like if they have a problem with that and they don't understand that, like then, OK, that's all right. You know, but I'm mean, always say it in a friendly way, you know, but it's like I would rather just say that then. And if they don't want a book or something is offensive about that but i also tell them you know if something's important to you i want to know about it you know like if it's if it's something that's outside of that normal scope you know sure um because sure. sometimes there are there are those things that are not that are non-traditional you know everybody a lot of brides always think that their weddings are non-traditional or something's different you know but you know that if something is outside of that scope but you know having the conversation does does matter so there's a it kind does. of a gray area in there you know as much as i say that but i just want to kind of let them at least double think the things that they're asking before they just like blurt it all out on this crazy long list you know mm-hmm. so anyway sorry i'm not a, i'm not a fan of the list yeah of, i don't i don't mind no. a list of groups because but i don't even take it i just say hey give this to someone who knows these people yeah but um the the list of like which i actually had this weekend um she gave me one of those lists but she's really sweet i don't i just don't think she knows any better and we'll have a talk like wednesday or, or thursday or friday and and it's all fine. It's it's good, but um, yeah, you got you got to kind of let that be known to your clients to be like, uh, you know, before you go any further with the, the, all the list of photos you want, I got it. I'll cover everything the, the norm that happens. But yeah, like Andy said, of course, you got to know yeah. it, what's important because you can't expect to read people's minds and be like, oh, that's my aunt who flew here from Australia. I want a photo of her and I doing this thing we always did when we were kids. We don't know that unless you say something. Right, yeah. And mm-hmm. another little thing that I say along those lines is I'm like, you know, if something can be important to you, like if you've put any time, energy, or effort into it at all, I'm going to take photographs of it and then ask questions later. You know, like if it can be important, you know, I'm always thinking about things from your perspective, you know. So I think those things kind of reassure, you know, our couples a little bit more. If we say that kind of thing, then they're not going to be as prone to asking, you know, for this long list of shots. So... Neil, what's been going on, man? What are you? What have you been up to? Oh, shooting a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, just got done with uh, double wedding weekend, which is my last of the season. Which was actually my first. It was actually our first double wedding, mm-hmm. and I hate them. Yeah, I can't stand them, man. Yeah, they're not. We have yeah, quite they're a few not coming fun. up still. Oh, I mean, I love shooting weddings, of course, and they're they're always so different back to back. But emotionally draining. I mean. What is today? Tuesday? No, it's Wednesday. See, I don't even know what day it is. And I'm finally, like, emotionally recovering. Like, physically, I'm okay. But, man, emotionally exhausted, like, for a couple days. It's like I just yeah. want to lay in bed. And um, and then and then what I do, I, you know, it's like after this weekend, I was like, I'm never going to do double weddings again. You booked ever. another one. Last night. Yeah, because it's hard to say no. <laughs> like, what am I thinking? And, and, you know, on top of it, I... 
it's for July of next year. It's going to be like a hundred degrees both days. Right. And what am I thinking? Money, of course. Yeah, but it's just, course, it's know. just, it's, and, and, it's, and people are excited. You know, that, yeah. that that's what that's what makes me excited. Yeah, because you're available, but man. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's hard to say no. I I say yes every it time. Is. Every yeah. time. You know, mm-hmm. there's it's never like, a chance I would say no unless. Okay, there's a, there might be a chance where I'd be like, look, I'm traveling the day before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, that, I might, I might sure. preface the, in, the, in the contract being like, just to let you know, if there's any delay beyond my control, which can happen any day, any wedding, any situation, but I want to preface that with a couple. And I think I've had to say no to someone once where uh, it, was, it was about like a flight, about getting back in town where yeah. I just wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah remember, remember that one time I had a local wedding and then the next day I had a, I had a wedding in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What was I thinking, man? Like I would never do that again, ever. No. Yeah, like, see, crazy. I'll, yeah, see, I'll I'll do the doubles, but only if they're in our area. You know, if they're yeah. in our area and it's you know, and they and they and the second one doesn't seem like a demanding couple. You know, but but sometimes I have said no if I kind of got the vibe on that. You know, um, but yeah. or if they're out of town, I only I'll only do them in our town. So. Mm-hmm. But but today's October third or fourth. Uh, anyway, but I mean this this is our busiest uh, month of the year, so I'm just gonna getting prepared for that uh, and edited uh, two two engagement sessions last night, just trying to get stuff off the list. But after ch- shooting two weddings, it's like bam, two names are are on the list. So it's it's. Uh, but I'm not burned out yet, which is good. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this, this this late in the season, usually I'm stressed and. All that stuff, but I'm I'm good right now. Um, and and I uh, I told you guys right before we hit the record button that um, I ordered a camera l- last yes. night. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's talk about the that. guessing game. So or? after after all this camera talk for like these past couple months, what do you guys think I ordered? Oh, you had yeah, to. Now, now I I had to I had to make an order. Uh, okay. okay. Let's, I, I should, let's I should talk put, about this, Andy. You and I, me. Should, I, I should put that in in there that um. About a month and a half ago, my my trusty D3S um, quit on me. The shutter froze, and I'm like, you know, I'm not going to pay all this money to replace it. I'm, you know, I I pretty much sold the the body, um, and I got a pretty good decent price for it for it be, uh, being a broken body. Um, so I had my two D750s I've been shooting with. The D750s been wonky. Um, you know, half the wedding where sh- the the out of focus is still uh, not working that great. Um, but a friend of a, lo- a local photographer uh, let us borrow a D800 that I've been shooting with. Uh, thank you, Chris Ocean. I got to throw that in there uh, because he let me borrow it for a month. Um, so with that being said, what do you guys think I ordered? Uh, so, okay. I, okay. It has to be the A7 III. It has to be. But only because you're asking this question and letting us play this game, um, I'd like to throw a secondary guess in there. And my, my secondary guess is that you got an D850. But I, and the only reason that I'm even guessing that is because you're even letting us play this game. But but by <laughs> by all means you should be ordering an A73, but you but I could I could see it in in your in your mind you're like, "Nope, I'm not going to switch systems. It's not quite ready yet. I got all my lenses, I got everything. I'm going with the D850." I can see you make you you deciding that. So, but I still my my overall pick though is an A73. So, all right. I think differently. I think as much as Neil would like to go with a Sony body, that means um, he's not. He's going to have to change uh, not all strobes, but uh, oh, right, you're not Godox. So yeah, you got to change no. stro- right your Pro Photo. So that you're not doing that. 
And then, which means you're not going to shoot the Sony with strobes, which is a lot of what you do. Uh, so I'm guessing you bought the Nikon D5. Hmm. The one I still have that Natalie shoots with that I still love when I pick it up in the morning yeah, and I get like, D- cameras ready D5 for the day. That D5 is nice. I, 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 actually, I, I know. I actually I meant know. to say D, D5 because um, one, of, too late. one of my second shooters <laughs> sh- shoots that. But yeah, so maybe you did the D5. You know, on, on, a, on a quick note, last weekend, this town, we had a, a little fall festival. So on Main Street, it's mobbed, thousands of people. And I'm right in the middle of it. So I had to park down and walk up. I had a meeting. And I'm walking around just getting, you know, looking for food and just saying hi to people, clients everywhere. I'm like, I'm like Kramer on that episode. Like, they're like, Cosmo. I'm like, everybody's like, Jimmy. I'm like, hey, what's up? And I saw a woman walk by with the Nikon D5. And I did the double take, like, who's this walking around with a D5 around her neck? I don't know who she is because it's such a high-end camera and such a expensive camera it's pro level only i just didn't know who she was but of course it could be anybody from out of town but i just it struck me because i don't i only know like one other person that shoots with it in my area um because it's so ridiculously expensive but uh, when i bought that a few years ago I, I said that's this is probably my last dslr i ever buy because i knew you know mirrorless was around the corner and it was my destiny it's a great mm-hmm. camera yeah, I think all right, so anyway that's yeah, anyway I, I, so, yeah. that's my guess so all right neil spill the beans well, well both of you are wrong. Um, God damn it! But but close though. I mean, Andy Andy came very close, and, and I'll explain why. I did have about five thousand dollars worth of Sony gear in my cart last night. Ready? I I was in checkout and everything, and then all of a sudden this thing popped up saying that uh, the Sony um, A7R is the uh, was out of stock, or a, I'm sorry, A7 III was is temporarily out of stock, and I was. Ready to order I, because I need it. I need something right now because I only have two bodies. Um, so there goes all the Sony. Deleted everything. I, I even had the uh, Pro Photo transmitter um, in the cart, <clears throat> so I was ready to use my Pro Photos with with it. So Jimmy, you were you were, you were kind of like thinking thinking how I was. Okay. Um, so did you have a lens adapter uh, or some kind yep, of lens? Yeah, okay. I had I had that in the cart. I had, which one? I think I had the oh the um can't remember Comlight. Uh, no, that doesn't sound. That begins with a C. Anyways, I I had an adapter. I okay. I had I think I had the eighty five in my cart and a thirty thirty five maybe. So I don't know. It, it was about five thousand bucks altogether. Okay. So I deleted everything. Oh, I was so upset. <laughs> and I went, I went around to other, all, all these other stores, so I was like this close of, of being a Sony shooter. Um, so, Fuji. So, Fuji. Uh, you know, just, no, I'm not, no. I, you know, I really haven't done a, lot, a whole lot of research on Fuji, and um, just really don't want to go that route. Neil, what'd you get? <laughs> oh, I feel like you guys are going to be disappointed. I, uh, I got a D750. Yeah? Yeah. I'm, oh, not, you didn't I'm, not, I'm not surprised. Yep. <laughs> No, you know, I, I'm just, you know, uh, other than this this one body that's that's not really working well. I mean, I'm I'm really really comfortable and happy with how I'm shooting right now and the images I'm creating. It's um, after shooting the D800. I mean, I love the feel of it. I, I love like the the feel of these bodies and and the shutter and everything. But the the ISO performance was just whole. Was I, I thought it was going to be almost the same as D750, but it, once you get around 1600 ISO, man, it was just not good with that with that camera. So I mean, I like the the feel of that camera, but 
Um, the ISO performance is just not D800. Right. Yeah, it okay. just it's yeah. just not there. It was like, oh my gosh, it's not even close. Um, so I mean, you know, me, I need a body right now. So D750, it was. Um, yeah, there's no way I'm gonna pre-order one of those uh, Z6s or Z7s no, with, with a no. single card slot. And now that I have three D750s uh, in the off season, I'm gonna send that one in for repair. And um, hopefully by this, this I should be set for like another year. And hopefully I'll um, make a decision once maybe Sony, you know, is back in stock. Or well, uh, I would wait or the, for the next release. To or be the honest. next yeah. release. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I'm thinking. So yeah, there's a S yeah. coming out soon. Mm-hmm. I hear. I, I'd be They're also coming out with like 20 new lenses by the end of next year or something. I'm not. I could be off on that number, but yeah, they, yeah, I, yeah. I'll be super interested when there's like a in like an A9 Mark II. Um, yeah, I would. That might mm-hmm. be my next Sony camera or my next camera. Um, you know, I'm I'm happy living in both worlds right now. I I'm glad that I have my D750s. Um, you know, for for a lot of stuff throughout the day. Um, mm-hmm. and but I I'm I'm good living in both worlds for right now. So, but dude, oh guys, I was so excited last night when I had, <laughs> I had all this stuff in my cart. Oh, these new lenses and like you know the the Zeiss the Sony Zeiss yeah. uh, lenses. Did you do and, that thirty five, yeah. the thirty five one four? Uh, thirty five and eighty five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I had those two in in my cart. Oh my gosh, I was oh so by the def- you know so on deflated. a side note, you talk about lenses. I did a the wedding I did a couple weeks ago. The the videographer had a Sony the Zeiss fifty five one point eight right, mm-hmm. and I said oh let me do a little test. So I did the test with that lens versus my fifty. Uh, Sony lens, which is not the best, not the fastest in focus. We we know that it's very, it's super lightweight. It's very, very cheap. But as far as sharpness, I didn't see a difference whatsoever. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I I don't know. I know this test out there with the Zeiss versus the Sony, the G system Sony lenses and the Zeiss ones for the same millimeter. And everywhere I've looked, it's like they don't. No one sees a difference. It's so minor than my okay the flare is a tiny bit difference here or the bokeh in, the, in this one shot is a little more around it whatever it is it's not night and day so i for anyone out there i would you know if you, your money will go a lot farther with the native sony lenses versus the zeiss mm-hmm. sony lenses oh and and one more thing in which which kind of sealed the deal of why i bought that d750 and not like anything else is that um Edorama, um had it for fifteen percent off, so I saved nice. 300, 300 bucks. So I mean, so it really didn't break the bank or anything. Mm-hmm. So that's that's another reason why I, I jumped. Did on you that uh, purchase. get the grip, the vertical grip on it? No. Okay. No. You don't. You guys don't use the vertical grips, no. right? On no, not on okay. not for that camera. No. I I I possibly could if I did j- jump to Sony. I didn't put it in my cart, but um. Yeah, you know, no. um, Jimmy, I had that that grip yeah. for the Sony, right. and I right. got rid of it. Uh, just because the whole point was going lightweight, and and yes, the ergonomics actually do kind of need it to be honest. But but I, um, I was going to get one of those little things that you mentioned. Uh, you know, like the little add-ons that you pink, slap the on the bottom, thing. or yeah, the pinky thing. Because yeah. because it's really just my pinky on that. The ergonomics of the Sony's are not as good as like a Nikon, you know. Um, but I I just never got around to getting it. But yeah. So but Andy, yeah. the professor. Yes. What do you What have you been up to? <laughs> um, uh, just same old uh, middle wedding season. Um, I'm uh, I've I've had all single weddings weekends lately, which is good. Um, I had like a week off a couple weeks ago or something like that. Um, which was very nice to have a Saturday, like and actually live like a human being on a Saturday. 
Um, I don't even know what we did. I think we were just hanging out with family, and it felt amazing to do that, you know, on a Saturday. I don't know about you guys, but, you know, one, one time I had a Saturday off, and we went out to dinner, and I hated it. There were so many people out in the restaurant, you yeah. know? Yeah, I, I, like, I like going to restaurants and having the whole place to, to ourselves on, on a Monday or Tuesday night. <laughs> oh, yeah. we Natalie and I go out um, quite often on a Monday and or both Tuesday to our local restaurant just to get she'll come off her shift uh, from the bar and then go get something to eat and we hang out and our friends are there and it's great. It's right down the street. It's, it's nice when it's not crazy. I know. You know? I know. Yeah. I kind of like it now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in, in our world, yeah. it's nice because you just compete. Like when you go to, you know, a store, you're competing with the old people, you know, like, cause that's, those are the only people that are around it too in the afternoon, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I don't really have anything in my what I've been up to. I have some topics maybe that I'll get into uh, in a second. But uh, so listeners, we have an assortment of handpicked information that's relevant to you. But first, just in case you forgot your place in space and time, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-weekly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. By wedding photographers, and Jimmy needs a little. Uh, he needs something. We in need to there. add. Yeah, him in yeah, there. he's yeah. got to add something in here now. <laughs> I'll think of something. <laughs> <laughs> the show goes live roughly every other week and while we're at it please do leave us a review in itunes subscribe in itunes and help us help you by sending in questions to info at weddingphotographersunite.com or better yet go to our facebook group uh just search for wedding photographers wedding photographers unite on the facebook page and um we'd prefer to talk with you rather than at you all right so um Actually, I'm going to start with a follow-up topic from our last show, uh, and I actually need my phone. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, we got to stall. Andy, we got to stall. Yeah, stall. Talk about something. Talk about something. Okay. All right. Well, uh, uh, Neil, I mean, Neil, we got to stall. So, okay, uh, well, with I'm, the camera, I'm, you, you um, what's your other camera? The 750, now your other one is what? Your main body? All, all D750s. Oh, you're all the – oh, okay. Yeah, all right, all right. yeah. It is nice to have all that. So, yeah, I would mentioned to you before, and, um, uh, well, when Andy gets back, it's no big deal. But uh, after all that talk and controversy about the uh, not having a second body, I picked yeah. up I picked up a Sony A7. Simple. The, the first one, oh, okay. I, I did a lot of research. I'm like, I don't need to spend $2,000. I don't even want to spend $1,000 on a body that, for the most part, is going to live in my bag because mm-hmm. I don't th- – if I'm if I am going to be the person who has two cameras, you know, shoot one there, shoot one there. I don't even know if I'll be that because I'm constantly changing settings on my Sony, like constantly from face detection to non face detection to like the the continuous shutter on high or medium or single or uh, silent shutter or the other setting I go to quite often. I'm drawing a blank right now, but and it's like a quick change. So. Have, oh, I'm, I like look, I'm looking all at the price one. right now, and it's it's a it's eight hundred bucks. I, I, I got it. I got a pre-owned it for like five hundred bucks. Oh wow, that's oh gosh, that's, it's, it's that's coming a steal. tomorrow or Friday or something. Yeah, is it's it, gonna be great. Is it dual card slot on no, that camera? No. Okay, all so right. again, it's just for a backup. So if, yeah, and I yeah. has and I still also have my my little Leica with me. Which yeah, you have your Leica. Is, it's, yeah. I know it's not the it's crop sensor. It's a, it's a little point and shoot. Like I always said though, in a pinch, I've hey, got some hey, great images with yeah, it's something you know, it's something it's and I can fire strobes on it so andy if you missed that i picked up a it's on the way a, a sony a7 body as a backup just to live in my bag as a second oh, camera okay. in case yeah just something basic i i i looked at the r like, I looked an, at like the an old one, a7 like, yeah the first one the first one okay yeah. and you know what kudos to sony by the way to for still making 
all cameras new. You can still buy that camera new. When Nikon comes out with a camera and it's a great, like the D3S, they stopped making it once the D4 came out. I'm like, that. no one wants that XQ card. That's ridiculous. And you couldn't buy the D3S. And that was a very popular camera. And I was mm-hmm. upset at Nikon. I'm like, why, don't you, why are you not making it anymore? There's definitely a demand for it, at least for a few more years, you know? So Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm back. I've got my phone, and uh, now let's get to the topic. All right, so basically, let's let's go back to last episode. And Jimmy, you mentioned something about um, shooting with white balance, or did I mention about white balance? How I shoot auto yes. white balance? How did that come up? I want to kind of go in order here, and then I want to uh, get into a response I received, <laughs> and then. Uh, and then let's talk about this. So, uh, so Jimmy, what do you, do you have a better memory than I do on how that no, went down last? No, definitely not. No, <laughs> definitely not better. So I don't remember uh, where how it came up. I think it had something to do with it. Might have stemmed from that Lightroom trick I was talking about with the caps lock, but that seemed like that was a few weeks back. So it's basically it's know. basically the the you know batch editing. The the point is is on the last episode we were talking about batch editing and. You had brought the idea that you choose your white. Oh, here we go. So you you choose your white balance prior to you know like in camera when you're shooting, right? You're, yeah, you're selecting the white I, balance. Neil does do. that too. Yep. Yep. I used to do that, and and I basically said I stopped doing that because and and I just go with auto white balance. And the reason well, that and I, I tried that this weekend too, and I'm sure Not you, happy. But no. go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So so let's so the reason that I um shoot auto white balance at a wedding. Is because well, first of all, I used to choose a white balance, right? Because I wanted to pick it in camera, and I wanted to make sure that the, everything looks consistent, right? And I thought that you needed to choose in order to have batch editing be consistent, and that's what I understood, and that's the way I understood it, and I did it that way for you know the first year that I was shooting. But it's a pain to like go, you know, to choose your white balance every time you're moving twenty times throughout the wedding, every time you're in a different room. It's, I mean, and, and it's, you're in different light sources. It's crazy to do that, in my opinion, you know, but, but like, but yeah, I, I did it, you know, for the most part when I, for the first year or two when I was shooting, um, you know, because I wanted to choose the white balance, right? And be able to batch them later. So year, after years of doing this, um, I was talking to somebody, um, a few people, and, and I got the response of, "Oh, you actually don't need to choose the white balance when you're shooting. You can auto you can even use auto white balance. And when you're in post, because it's a raw file, you're able to take one, select the white balance for one image, and then batch it. You know, like in the room, in a room that you're shooting in the same light source, and everything is going to be the same whether you." chose auto white balance or whether you chose you know any white balance you know like that that's a consistent white balance from beginning to end you should be able to batch later on and for me even when i was selecting a white balance in camera when i was shooting originally uh, i would then no matter what change the white balance and batch later anyway because i because i'm i'm very fanatical about like i want a consistent you know like the right skin tones on the bride i want it to be as consistent as possible and so I was choosing these white balances and batching anyway. So I'm like, well, what the hell is the point of doing it in camera if I'm just going to end up doing it later anyway? I might as well save the time at the wedding, shoot auto white balance, and then batch everything later. 
So so that's what I've been doing, and that's the way that I understood it. And 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 I have not noticed, you know, like on a personal level of like when I'm back at the computer editing that when I batch that things are off, you know, like even though I was shooting auto white balance, I personally haven't noticed um, that. And this is after years of years and years of doing this. However, uh, let me get to a message I received from somebody who shall remain nameless because um, they didn't really want to be names. All right. And uh, so, so, so here's the, the, <laughs> the message that I received. Um, AWB auto white balance. Are you serious? Andy question mark explanation point. Are you effing kidding me? Question mark explanation point. Um, who told you that it's okay to use auto white balance? Who hurt you? Um, I'm asking for a friend who runs an editing company. Um, and they say that people who use auto white balance are the bane of their existence. Their pictures take so much longer to edit and get them to look consistent. I mean, this is one thing that gets better as camera technology gets better, specifically as auto white balance technology gets better and more consistent, but it's not good yet, good enough yet, in my opinion. And so, I, and so I responded, um, haha, hell yeah, man, auto white balance for the win. Um, even when I choose a white balance in camera, I still end up selecting and batching in specific color temperatures in post anyway. If it can slow me down on a wedding day and I'm going to do it later anyway, there's no point in taking precious time to choose a white balance 10 to 20 times throughout a wedding day, um, in my opinion. Are you saying that batching, and this is my real question right here, because this is what I really want to know the answer to, but I, I haven't personally seen a difference. Are you saying that batching auto white balance shot images in post is less consistent than batching a pre-selected white balance or just that it takes more time. Um, you know, um, so then you then choosing to, to white balance and post. Uh, so then uh, I got a response back. So, and this is what, what he says. White balance affects exposure and color reproduction. So if you're auto white balance, sometimes the exposure looks off from one photo to the next or the cookies... Um, look a little off even after syncing the white balance and stuff in post so then you have to go and make minor changes to exposure and to the magenta green sliders or to make things look to make things look uniform so it costs you time in post i assume that most people wouldn't notice um, and judging by the fact that most photographers use auto white balance i assume they don't notice either but shooting with consistent white balance can save you a lot of time in post it's just one of those things you notice um, just makes it easier to edit than the first photo and select the rest of photos shot in the same room with the same light and hit sync. But my argument is, is you can do that anyway, shooting auto white balance. Um, you'll always um, have minute adjustments to make based on distance and stuff from the light source. So if you edit um, your photos yourself, that's probably not a big deal. So the reason that I'm bringing this up is I, I couldn't respond back to that, <laughs> to that message. And I wanted to do it on the show and I'm going to send him this part of the show because like, because I would just, I would just write on forever because here is my thing. I want to know, and I want to see, I'm an evidence-based man, all right? So I, I, I live in the world of evidence, right? So I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is, is that I don't personally see when I auto-white balance and select and batch in, in, a, in the same light source room from beginning to end, if I auto-white balance and I, and I batch them, I do not see any difference at all in the color temperature from beginning to the end of those shots, Um. Yep. And and maybe I could be wrong. I could be missing like the smallest little minute details and difference because the camera is is and I, I I theoretically know what he's saying because the camera is 
slightly changing the what it's choosing as the white balance from shot to shot. And because it's slightly changing the white balance from shot to shot, that it's slightly changing the exposure and it's slightly changing these other things, right? Which it does, but it's very slight, though. It would have to be incredibly slight if that's true. But what I'm saying is, is that I don't even know that that's true. And, and so what I want is I want an actual scientific... You know, show me scientifically, like show me, show me that 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 this is actually true because I don't necessarily believe it. I, I don't believe it. I don't I don't see a difference. And 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 if I shoot in a, in a consistent white temperature and shoot a batch of images in a room, and then I shoot auto white balance and 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 batch later, I don't see any difference between between those two series of images at all. And if it did, it would be it would be this small difference. But I don't. I don't see it, and I don't, and I, and I think I'm a fanatic about about the way that I white balance and and choose white balance. So, so I'm asking listeners, I'm asking um, this person, like what I'm saying is, is, I want to see like some 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 science scientific guy that manufactures cameras that talks about lenses that gets into the nitty gritty of auto white balance. I want the science of it. I want to see somebody tell me that difference because I don't see the difference, and I and, but I, I I stand to be corrected with evidence. All right, so so show me some see, evidence. You see what I'm well. Whenever I warm up a picture, like when I when I drag the the slider of the temperature over to the the warmer side, I always do notice that the the exposure does increase. It does go up probably maybe a half a stop, if that. Are you but talking about very, in very, post or in camera? In in post. Right in what? post. Yep. In post. But yeah, the exposure. But that, that that's the only time that that I notice anything. Right. Um, but this but, is all but in, in camera. camera we're yeah. About. It, if in camera, I mean, if if I if I'm outside and I and I move it over to like cloudy because it, it'll be a little bit warmer, um, I I don't notice me like uh, fixing the um, the exposure at all. I think so just, I, but here's here's my take on this whole thing. I used to use a selective white balance a lot before uh, my Nikon D5. That sucker, and along with a 750. Um, is amazing with white balance. It tended to be better when I just was in a church with all these colored lights coming through. You got mercury vapor, you got tungsten, you got daylight. And then you auto was like, wow, that looks great. And you know what? I'll, I'll just change it later. It doesn't matter. And it's a little warm, whatever. So the question here about that, who have ever made that comment is, well, are they using Lightroom? Are they using photo mechanic? What program are they using to edit? Because I found this in Lightroom. Now that I'm like a Lightroom expert to my friend, um, that <laughs> that if you if you copy and that window comes up and white balance is checked and then you batch it or sync it rather to a bunch of other photos and let's say okay let's for a perfect example it's coming down the aisle in a dark church I just had to deal with this uh, in an edit just now or yesterday uh, very dark so I boosted everything made a little tweak to it got a color balance saw everything I shot facing that way and then once I turned facing the altar, it was different, different lighting, brighter, all that. So I just bashed everything there, and it's 100% the same, white balance and all. And I was auto white balance in there. So I don't know what they're talking about with, with the saying, like, it's, it's a horrible thing. Also, what cameras are they shooting with, too, that this person's getting this, these edits from? Well, and because, actually, that's actually my question, too, is right. that maybe, there, maybe that's true in like a Canon world or in a Fuji world, Maybe. right? It might be different from camera body to camera body, right? If the output of the raw file is actually different, if because white balance in theory, in my in in my mind, and I and I st- and I'm ready to be corrected on this, but white balance in theory, when you're shooting, should not affect ex- exposure, like no, um, like 
like choosing a white balance should not affect the overall exposure, but maybe it does to mm. some to some extent. And this is what I and this is why I'm saying I want like that scientific ar- ar- like article or um or youtube video of somebody who um you know is is backed by the evidence of like of like how this changes things because i don't see it at all but but i want to be um you know i'm i'm just curious to know because i because this would change my whole workflow at a wedding if i'm if i'm selecting the, this a white balance 30 40 times throughout the wedding day um more than that it would be it would like really i would be doing it uh, like a hundred times right because you're you're going there's a window there's a wall there's a, you know like there's all this different stuff and maybe it's you know if you're just selecting something in general like it's it it'll be more consistent i get that too but yeah but um, you know overall eight nobody got time for that you don't have the time to keep changing white balance when there's all this stuff going on in the room like especially <laughs> when, when prep is uh, going on the girls are laughing and the champagne pouring who cares right so, even uh, if you're even if you're off and if you're on daylight when you should have been on tungsten, you just I'm like, I'm like, I'm like face palming myself because I do that. Because you know what? Who has the time to do all this in post? It's, it's you know also I mean? I very, do. I'd rather get it. I do. I do it all in post. Well, I, you know what I mean? Like, like I, it's, a, like that's, that's it's pretty much. easy. <laughs> it's pretty easy in post. You just find the dress, yeah, find some white, find a wall. Yeah, but yeah, but, yeah, but on every image though, you know, wouldn't you just rather get it done and yeah, yeah, but okay. Yeah. But what if, what if you're going back, you know, where, where the bride is walking, you know, through the door and you uh-huh. have the daylight going on, then you go over to the groom. Like you gotta, you gotta do that to like almost every image. Right. You know right. what I mean? Right. But, but what I'm post. saying is, dude, but Neil, what I'm saying is, is that you gotta do that in every, I do it anyway. Even when I was selecting a white balance yeah. before, yeah. I, I'm still coming back to my computer and I'm still selecting a white balance anyway and batching these things and but taking forever with it. Won't feel good if you don't have to do that later? Doesn't doesn't matter. <laughs> but, He's but saying but you still gotta you, do it. I'm telling you, like no, I, not like, really, no. But that's like saying like like I'm gonna shoot like the perfect exposure on every image. I'm never gonna have to change white balance. Like I'm gonna get everything exactly right in camera. And, Damn and, right. And, and, <laughs> 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 Sorry. And, <laughs> no, that's, that's good though. Um, but like, you know, the fact is, is I'm going to change exposure later. I'm going to, ch- to change white balance later and I'm going to batch these things later anyway. And, um, and I guess, you know, this, the argument being made here is that if you select something, it's going to be more consistent from beginning to end rather, even if it's the wrong white balance, right. Than doing auto white balance. But, but what I'm saying is I disagree with that. And I, and I want to see the evidence. I want to see the evidence. I'm an evidence-based dude. Show me the, show me the, you know, the, the proof. Yeah. So I, I, we, I think it's, a, I think it's um, the only time I lock a, a white balance is I have a one of my custom settings on my on my Sony is um, it's I when I do groups. I think I've talked about this before. I have it set to uh, continue shooting high, face finding the face. Uh, I want image review on or off. I forget. And then I have a grid because I'm constantly never perfectly level. So I just changed that recently. Like, let me just try to keep everything level when I'm, you know, especially when you're shooting architecture. And, mm-hmm. uh, and part of that is a, is a set white balance for like cloudy or whatever. Just so it is, Andy, like you said, at least I can, all the groups are the same because, but I, like you said, it doesn't even matter though, because I'm going to change it anyway. Right. Later. Right. I don't know. I think that person's crazy. I think there's none of information in that in that quote. No, I actually, as as I actually, said, what camera, what program? I actually love this person, by the way. Um, person listening, I love you. You're a good, good human being. You've got a good personality. Just, just so this person knows, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just the idea of this because it would change my workflow totally. You know, um, so, so that's it. All right, um, let's go on to 
uh, post that was in our group by our good friend, Mr. Iggy McDonald. Uh, and Iggy says, um, hey, people. Uh, so I've been struggling with solid second shooters um, that actually deliver the caliber of work that is expected or shown in their portfolio. I created a cool new PDF to send them. And have implemented a new payment structure along with the vetting process. Um, I will ask for a full gallery of images that they have most recently shot as a second. And then um, pay will be $200 at the wedding and another $300 after 48 hours when I review the images. Would love some thoughts, feedback on this. We already kind of um, went, you know, there's, there was already a discussion on this in the group. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted to, it was an interesting topic. And maybe uh, we can give like the overall some overall thoughts on on it um some people thought it was, it was a good thread fair and awesome <laughs> some people yeah. thought it was completely the opposite um what do you guys think i about mean that well the first topic was about rates that that we came back and forth paying like 500 paying 300 paying 200 um rates it, it we do the same thing even if, if we're having someone show up a second a new second let's say and we don't know their work or that's going to be okay i'm not at the higher end scale because i know I might just get rid of everything they shoot and they're just a body sometimes being there because that's what the contract says. And we're kind of dealing with that this weekend, in fact. But, uh, you know, if I know they're going to be solid and good and cover the boys if I'm not there or wherever the case is, then, yeah, we're, we're paying a, a bit more, you know, but we still edit everything too. So I think uh, you got fa- to factor in all that kind of stuff. But eh, I, I like Iggy's idea here. I commented on too, but I think it's, it's kind of um, who's, like, who's to say what's going to be good or not. And just because you have, let's say, let's say you had uh, 500 usable images from the second shooter, right? Or a thousand, let's say a thousand, which is a lot. He can just look at it and go, okay, a thousand images, shit. If I see this, then it means I got to pay him more. So let me just dock off two, 300 images here and make it less than that. And then the gallery, you know, won't have as many images by him or her and I pay less. Where in fact, yeah, you can do that because you still covered the event. But I don't, I don't know how right that is that to, to look back at the, the, the images and be like, yeah, you did good. Here's extra money. You yeah, know, they were I'm, there. I'm, they performed. They brought equipment. They're insured. They did the job. They're on their toes. You know, here's the money. If they, if they didn't do well, then that's a conversation to have a second time. Right. See, be like, see, hey, you know yeah, what? Yeah, you yeah, you yeah, kind of sucked this last job. You, yeah, but you don't hold money from people that you owe them. You know, right, yeah. right. You say, you know what? The job is 500 bucks. You didn't do well, so I'm going to hold the 300 right. bucks. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, no, yeah. The, the, you're, you're paying for the person's time exactly. uh, of being there. And, you know, and when, whenever I whenever I had a second shooter and it wasn't my wife because we shot separately over the past couple of years, um, I, I I didn't expect anything from the second shooter. I shot the wedding as if the second shooter wasn't there. I yep. made sure I got everything myself, and whatever the second shooter got was, you know, pretty much cherry on top. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, and and when you're looking at these people's portfolios, I mean, remember these people, you know, they they edited it themselves. They picked out the best of the best uh, and put it on their on their website, just like we all do. Um, you know, and, and you know, if, if you have a wedding that, you know, if they're not in control of, because whatever, whatever you see on the portfolio on their website, they, they could have been the main shooter. So you doing a second shooter job, you're not going to get some of those, those magic first person, first shooter shots. So you kind of have to think about that too. Mm-hmm. So I, I like the idea of this conceptually until it applies to me. 
right? Like it's like <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, that's how you got to think about yeah, exactly. it. Exactly, and you have to think about things from other people's perspective. You always have to put yourself in other people's shoes. So like if you like basically, as long as you can consistently agree that 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 it's okay for clients to do that to you. Like, hey, um, you know, my rate is three thousand dollars for this wedding, and um, you know, you can give me a thousand, and then if you like the work, give me the other two thousand later. <laughs> yeah, you, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Yeah. And, yeah, and good luck on that one. <laughs> and like, um, as long as you're you're okay with that, then fine, you can do that with your second shooters. But but so I like the idea of it, but I just don't and because you know for. But I I would never do that because just on a human being level and also knowing that what we do is like an art, you know, what an art is very subjective. Um, and and there is this like, what are you paying for when you hire a photographer? Like, what is good? What is bad? You know, that's a lot of these things are, are subjective, um, some, you know, to some extent, maybe not to others, but, uh, you know, if it's yeah, good point. But, I mean, some people good is more images. Or good is a table photo, table shots, old school table photos of people, and they're like, uh, you know, it's right. a, it all depends. You know, on the second shooter thing, a wedding I had a couple weeks ago, I brought on um, a woman I shoot with occasionally as my second, and uh, uh, she, I got back her card, and I don't know how it happened, but she had everything on JPEG, and she got to the church before me, started shooting some stuff. She was up above the church the whole time, zooming in, you know, onboard flash because it was a really dark church, and looking at the images, I'm like, um. You know, I, at first I'm like, you know, you, you gave me everything JPEG. Did, did your other card have uh, raw files on it? And she's like, I didn't have another card in the camera. And I'm thinking, hand slap it on the head. But when I looked and I was thinking, oh, my God, this is not going to be good. I got I to gotta put up a stink about this. But then afterwards, I used quite a bit of her images, and they were good. She did some good work. Her exposure was right on. And I overall, I, I ended up changing my mind towards the end. Like, I wasn't going to say – Hey, uh, I'm not, I'm, uh, you know, canceling that check, but it's more like, hey, being that you kind of really screwed up on this one, you know, you might owe me next time around uh, when I hire you. And she would have been like, yeah, of, of course, you know, I really should have watched my camera. I don't know what happened, but it was all good. And she did a good job, and I used more images than I thought I would on that. I mean, what I used to do is um, if they do a really good job, I just tip them 100 bucks. You know, here you go. You did yeah. fantastic. And that's the only money that they receive after the fact. You know, mm-hmm. they got paid before, but I had a after. I had a wedding recently where um, the couple tipped just my second shooter because um, I think they did their homework and they and they you know like that like when you're the business owner, uh, the business owner doesn't need to be tipped, but other people that work for them do. And I, I actually I kind of yeah. I'm glad I like that they did that. Because uh, sometimes the couple, you know, like we've had this conversation come up too. Like if the couple tips you a certain amount of money, you know, do you split it with your second shooter? Do you give them, you know, more of, you know, 60% of it, 20% of it? What do you give them, you know? Um, and you mm-hmm. and I just go down the middle with it. If I get tipped, like, like and they're not saying what it is. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I, they specifically tip my second shooter. That's the first time I've ever seen that's, that happen. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, so I I think um we might be kind of wrapping up here unless there's anything else you guys wanted to talk about. I just had a I got a, I got a question for you. I don't yeah. know if you guys do this, um, because we're, we're Natalie is starting to edit more of our uh, assistants' work, and she brings over her MacBook, and she work on that, or she will work on our MacBook, and then transfer the catalog over and merge it, you know, and all that. 
which she doesn't know how to do, so I have to do it. But I know there's a way to to use that. Is it the XMP? I don't know the letters. When you import, you you don't you import previews only, and then you can you can mail someone, email someone's the the file, the smart, and they call and edit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so when you import, there's two sets of previews in Lightroom. There is yep. the, the the one like the previews, like is it one to one preview or standard previews? Um, something else that I recently found out about that I guess this leads into that I got to talk about, um, which is um, the embedded previews, which is I. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but but there's there's a separate set of previews that are the smart previews. And, th- and this is totally separate from that the other category I was just talking about. The smart previews adds a second level of previews, and it basically builds a 2,500-pixel JPEG. Or, I'm sorry, a 2,500-pixel RAW file. Um, like a secondary 2,500-pixel RAW file that's, that's small, editable. It lives within the Lightroom catalog itself. Right, so it ends up being, or, or it creates a separate preview file um, that's associated with the with the catalog file. So basically, like if you if you if you create a smart preview catalog, Jimmy, you would send me mm-hmm. two files. You would send me the Lightroom catalog. You would send me the smart preview um, files um, or file. It's one file that would it's have file, like your yeah. twenty five hundred images or whatever it is, right? And then and then what what that you know it ends up being like you know a ten gig file or whatever it is, you know. A, d- a decent chunk of a file, right? But you send me that file, the 10 gig file in the Lightroom catalog, and then I have these 2,500 pixel RAWs to edit, change my white balance on in batch, even if you shot auto white balance. And right. uh, and then uh, and then I can edit the whole wedding and I send it back to you and then you can reattach it to the full raw, raw, style, raw pictures and then um, they're going to look the same. Okay, so, so, it's, a, so, okay, so it's a smart previews. thing. I didn't... I, all right, so let me ask you this then also. If you're not... Um, if you're working off, you walk off a hot, my raw files live on another drive. I build the previews, build everything. And then when I'm editing, I take, I unplug that drive because it's much faster. Yes. So do I then have to build smart previews as well, or just do the one-to-one standard? Wait a second. So are are you saying that you, that you edit on your laptop or computer without the full size raws on there? No, no. I, when when I import, the raws live on a, a separate on a different G drive, and then it builds everything. And then once it's built and done and imported, I will typically not have that drive plugged oh, okay. in. Okay, then you I'm already there. have smart previews. Yeah, but I have to have the smart previews to do that, right? You were already doing it. Yes, because yeah, I know because yeah, you wouldn't yeah. be able to edit without um, without that. Right, you're already okay. doing it. Yep, that's right. So you've okay. you've chucked the smart preview box in order to do that, basically. Oh yeah, you know what happened last week too when I was I was editing uh, the stuff that I shot with our assistant a couple weeks ago, and I mistakenly deleted all the raw files from that drive. Lightroom expert, you are. Well, I'm getting there. (laughs) So I knew that was that drive was backed up on my studio computer, but to go there, pull up the time machine, blah blah blah. So I was like, all right, I didn't panic. She's right next to me in the living room editing, and then I went downstairs, got the cards out of the safe because the job wasn't done yet. Downloaded the cards, threw them back in that folder again because I didn't rename them. So then the path was saying, hey, where's this image? I don't know where it is. I then re-downloaded everything and said, oh, there it is. And it goes, okay. And everything was good. And I told her, I'm like, by the way, I accidentally deleted all those raw files, but you didn't see anyone panicking now because I know t- t- to cover yourself along the way. And uh, and she would have panicked because <laughs> you know i I'm, I'm constantly coaching her and like like make sure you're, you're doing the a b's and c's like you're backing up your computer you're plugging in a drive every other day or so if, if you're putting in a new project in or a new folder or whatever you're doing back it up you know put mm-hmm. stuff in safe have multiple drives just in case things something goes wrong you know so um 
that worked out good. That was that was a a, a test of mine. I, I I was like, oh boy, uh, those files aren't there, and I said this should work in theory, and it did. Yeah, uh, I've got a nice. pick of the week. Um, if you guys have picks or tips, I have a tip. Okay, tip. Go Show ahead. Do you want to start? You want me to start? Go ahead. What's your tip, Neil? Me? Yeah. Okay. I I see this a lot, and uh, I even saw it recently on two professional editing websites. And um, I I just gotta say something. Um, okay. When you and it's a this is a, a Photoshop tip. When you add, when you want to add a sky to to an image, you know if if the skies were just bland and you want to add some clouds back there, hmm? make sure your depth of field of the sky matches the depth mm. of field in the camera. Mm. So if you have a couple with a shallow depth of field and there's buildings in the background that are out of focus, mm. your sky shouldn't be in focus. Mm. It shouldn't be sharp. So you have to so so when you have that overlay add a blur to it as to where it matches the buildings in the background. Then mm-hmm. it'll look seamless, it'll look real. Um so often I see, you know, buildings in the background are completely out of focus and then the the clouds are just like sharp as all can be. Uh, it just looks really 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 fake. So to make it look really real, add that blur to it and uh that's that's how you do it. That so, is a very that's my tip. good tip. If you're going to be adding clouds, make sure they fit <laughs> the actual image that was shot. Choose the depth <laughs> of field. Um, my tip is a pick, and my pick is the Peak Design Capture Lens Kit. So, Jimmy, you inspired this Yo. because you were talking about the bags. Yeah, and the bag, and having an extra lens, and having it on my on my side, and I was interested in that, and because it, it was low profile, and I'm sure it's a great thing, but I don't want a bag on me. I wanted it just just because I saw this a few years ago at like a WPPI or something like that, and and I I asked, and I think uh, Lindsay Dario, I think, uh, commented and said like, or she maybe text messaged me and she's like, she's like, Hey, you know, that thing you were trying to remember what it was. She said like, it's this, it's this peak design capture lens kit. And basically the lens itself sits on your hip, just like, uh, just like, you know, those camera clips do. Right. So it's awesome because the thing I attach it to my belt and it's got an, an actual, a Sony E mount lens, lens mounts, two of them that you can flip around back to back. It's an, it, it's exactly what I wanted it to be. It's 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 amazing. Look at the videos. I'll put a link in the show. Um, because uh, I, you know, because I'm shooting at 35 and 85 on my A7R3, and but the thing is, is when I'm out there, I usually I'm not using my 85 as much as I want to because I need to be in a 35 situation if if a, if like a group comes up to me and wants their photo taken, right? So um, this is awesome because if I'm like, it, and then I don't have to carry two cameras around with me like at the reception when I'm running around the reception room, I can just, I can have the 85 on, I could do my candid thing, right? And then somebody comes up to me, hey, can you grab a shot? Sure, I can. Swap the lens off, throw it on my belt, flip it upside down. And this all takes, this all happens in about 20 seconds when you, once you get used to it. Um, it takes a while. Um, it take, took, took me maybe, um, maybe like, I did maybe like three engagement shoots since I've had this. And it was and it was awkward for the first one and a half to two of them, but then after a while you kind of get in the flow of it. And now in about I would say under thirty seconds, I can maybe even twenty seconds, I can take the t- take the lens off, throw it on the other mount, flip it upside down, take the other lens off, throw it on the camera. 
Um, it's yeah, cool. I, I know what you're talking about. I'm looking it up right now. There was another company called like Tri Lens or something. They they it looks like Peak ripped them off in a sense because I've seen something like this hmm. well over a year ago where it's 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 maybe, just it's I like think that these are Peak the original ones because they're on their like third you know, third revision of it or something like that. Or maybe then they I think ripped these are off the them. Yeah, but this this thing is it's different. It's like a swivel and it has three lenses. It can hold three lenses, and you you do that, and you, you swirl. I was thinking about that. I just I don't know if I'd like that because then that's a lot of weight, especially like a longer lens. A lot of weight yeah. on, but you know, like if it's an eighty five or something small, then whatever. Yeah. Then you know, but yeah, uh, that doesn't sound interesting. Yeah, I haven't tried it with a like a seventy two hundred or anything, and that's why I got it for the Sony <laughs> E. You know, because the lenses are light and stuff anyway, and it looks like cool as hell. Like it just it just looks really yeah. Does it look like a fanny pack? No, I I just don't want. That's why. That's why I didn't want. Like Jimmy's does. Yeah, exactly. Not a fanny pack. Not a fanny pack. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm all about the you know looks over functionality. You know what I mean? Like I'm using I'm using the whole fast when I got the two cameras. You know what I mean? Like it's not the most functional thing, but it looks great. You know. And what do I have? What? Isn't it camouflage too? A camouflage fanny pack. It's not a camouflage fanny pack. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why I didn't go with it, Jimmy. I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm too concerned with with my the vanity of what I look like at a wedding. So I, I was know, like, too. you know, <laughs> you guys watch uh, 90 Day Fiance. There's one one of those guys has like a fanny. He's all like fashionable, dressing well. Then he walks around with a fanny pack like all the time. And I'm like, what? Yeah. We take that dumb thing off. Wear a purse. <laughs> and more respect for you. All right, Jimmy. Do you have any tips or picks other than fanny? Yeah, pack? don't wear a fanny pack. <laughs> Uh, I, I really don't. I got oh those pants, the pants. Okay, my son when he yeah, was let's little. Talk, yeah, let's talk about this. When my son was like five or so, he he he, he was like, I don't think these pants fit me. I'm like, the what? He goes, these pants. I'm like, why are you saying pants funny? He goes, I am. I'm like, yeah. So I always say pants like that now. Anyway, so I bought those pants. They're on the way. Wait, uh, like, I can what re- pants? Oh, the uh, the golf pants Iggy was mentioning. The, the, in the Nike thread. ones, right? I don't know who makes them. You know, I tried golf pants once, and it was like a Puma brand, and it looked like I was wearing sweatpants. With it's not. No, they're with, not Nike. They're fancy shoes. Uh, Under Armour. Okay. Yeah. And okay. Uh, well, well, I tried it once, and man, and it, it did not look good at all. Oh, I felt like an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> these look cool. I, I can return them if I don't okay. like them. They're on the way. Because so. I mean, the, the the pants that I that I buy, they're like a hundred bucks each, and it's it's and and they rip all the time. I rip my pants all the time. Rip your pants. Yeah, so so I need something a little bit cheaper, something a little bit more comfortable. Maybe not so dressed. Dress, like I like the look of of being like dressed up, but right. I'm kind of scared what, of this I know old what, golf ex- pants again. Express makes a pant that yeah, that, is, that's where uh, I get them from. But yeah, and they're slightly stretchy each. too. They're pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, well, not stretchy enough. I forget the the a thin. I forget the model. I don't know, but. Uh, yeah, I got a I got a bunch of pants and um some of them are too tight on me right now. I got to get a little skinnier. <laughs> and Anywho. what what about you? What 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 do you uh... So I try and breach the gap um because if it were up to me, I'm like a jeans kind of guy, you know, but I would never wear yeah. jeans at a wedding. Um so I have these um cuz but I want to stay I want to be cool. I want to be one of the cool kids at the same time, you know? So so I wear these um these uh Basically, they're like a docker kind of pants, but like they're they fit well. I think that's that's one of the things I think we as photographers realize, right? Is when clothes fit, they look better. You know, um, just just a nice pair of pants that fits well, but they look they don't look like jeans, but they look like they're not. They look like they have like a hinge of it, maybe, maybe, but like like a twenty percent is it a jean? But eighty percent it just looks like just like regular pants, you know. But they they are kind of like that, like a darker bluish kind of look you know 
Um, and that's usually what I wear with a with a dress shirt. Sometimes uh, I've been getting away from that. I used to do uh, like a vest to every wedding. I've been getting away from that lately. Um, yeah, me too. Well, it's been a hot right. summer for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but um, oh, one more tip since we're talking about clothing, which I just have to say this: um, you cannot write off clothing mm. that you can wear outside mm. of weddings. I just mm. I just have to say this because I did go through an audit a few years ago and this this whole and, and i and I, I wrote off my clothes just because i uh, that's the only reason why i buy them is uh these these pants so i can wear them at weddings and rip them and this ended up costing me thousands of dollars in fines and um fees and all the all that stuff to my accountant going back and forth because i was really fighting it because i even sent pictures to the auditor of all of my pants that were ripped because I didn't throw them out for some reason. So I had them all there laying on the bed saying, hey, this is what happens when I squat down in church. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you, you, you just can't do it as, as much as we'd like to. Um, but if only if you put your business logo on the piece of clothing, then you can write it off. That's what was instructed by me. So don't get an audit. And if said you said I put a sticker on them. Just slap a sticker on it. See, there's my, there's my logo. Sticker in every pants. Yeah, I don't have a sticker. All right, get a sticker. <laughs> yeah, I should. So that's that's my second legal tip of the show. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, wedding photographers, uniting across the country, the world, Western New York, everywhere, thank you for listening in to episode number 93. And uh, Mr. Jimmy Farrar, where can people find you? Uh, at jamesferrara.com. And the social media stuff is at J Ferrara Photo. And yep. Mr. Urban. Uh, you can find me at neilurban.com, N E A L U R B A N.com. And I am uh, updating my website right now, so bear with me. And this is a, a third tip of the day, which, um, which, I, <laughs> um, Put all of your portfolio images, save those RAWs, and put it in one folder so when you need to re-edit something, they're all right there and mm. you don't have to go into all these hard drives and and it takes forever to find them. And I don't know about you guys, but save your RAWs, man. Save those RAWs. I'm a big fan of saving RAWs. It's like it's like those film photographers just throwing out their, their film. Um, save the RAWs. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't, but yeah. I'm a fan of I've it. I've got terabytes of ever since i first started um every wedding i've ever shot i have on i have yeah uh, yeah yeah and i I I actually i re-edited some old old stuff uh, like a year ago i think i was talking about on the show you know right um i mean like i mean yeah i know some images go out of style only because of you know like like your uh your wife had said you know the dresses go mm -hmm. is out of style so you got to remove it but some but some of them you just um some of them aren't don't go out of style so it's nice to revisit an image i mean the whole film clean look is in right now so it's like hey you know what i can just grab the raw and and re-edit it like like what's in right now and and bam you have like a whole new look and image for your portfolio mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of fun yep awesome um and uh my name is andy buscemi last name is b-u-s-c-e-m-i you can google me and find me on social media that way thank you so much for listening and everybody we will catch you next time Wedding photographer. Unite.